Backdoor Cut! Yeah! <laughs> Back for another week. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo. Here as always with the staying in for the week so he doesn't get COVID before going overseas, Jake Eisenberg. Ready to go. We're going to be in the garden. Going to be in Barclays, it looks like. One week, two weeks. Let's go. That's going to be insane. Playoff matchups. Try and record yeah. some stuff while you're there. Interview yeah. a fan. Oh, for sure. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and uh, with us, as always, is the uh, maybe also staying in all week, but if he is, it's of his own volition, Matt Brady. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Brady doesn't stay in. Brady, Brady's always out. I had a quiet one this weekend. I didn't oh. do too much, but um, I watched a lot of sport. There was a lot of sport on, obviously. Yeah. Hoops, but um, plenty of other sport as well. Yeah. So I was see, glued fine. to the couch for, for most of this weekend. But yeah, it's good, good to be here. Nice and safe. Yeah, yeah. Well, fellas, we might as well get stuck straight in because there is so much to go through today. And it's such a big day because it was the last day of the NBA's mm. regular season. Every single team played, although you'd have to probably clarify what team means in this scenario oh, because... Oftentimes, it was just a bunch of randoms that we'd never heard of before. Lots of people resting today. Funny day of basketball. But uh, yeah. before we get into any of that, let's go through <laughs> our favorite and only segment here on Backdoor Cut. And maybe the last one, or the last one for the regular season at least, the Rose Gold moment of the week, celebrating Aussie hoops in any shape, way, or form. It's been tricky because we don't have... <laughs> A hell of a lot of strong performances this past week from Aussies. Heaps in the NBL going on. Shout out to the NBL. But um, I think we needed to galaxy brain it again somewhat. Uh, Jake, you're you're right on this. So hit me. So Matisse Thibel, he's been (laughs) in the news this week uh, for being ineligible to play in Canada. Maybe it's a Melbourne thing. Kyrie, Matisse. But yeah, we got another non-vaccinated player. And it's Rose Gold of the Week award for me because it might be part of the reason why the Sixers lose in the first round. So that's where the Galaxy brain starts and ends. And that's enough. Thanks, that's, a, that, that's enough this week. That's all we need because yeah. uh, Sixers uh, play some pretty ugly ball. We've been through it many a time here on Backdoor Cut of late that, uh, you know, there's better ways to win. So, Matisse, thanks for being an anti-vaxxer in this instance. Although, don't do that. Please go get vaxxed because this is ridiculous. Imagine not playing in the playoffs. Well, he's already been ruled ruled out for games three and four of the first round. So, um, yeah, suboptimal for an already shallow team maybe we just jump straight into that matchup because the one one of the ones that we know for sure is happening hit me all right we'll we'll chat through before i uh, give you my prediction i'm sure no one can predict how i'm gonna (laughs) gonna pick this one but kind of a nightmare scenario for the sixes especially with the matisse libel thing we just saw the Sixers play the Raptors last week with no Freddie Van Vliet, no AG Ananobi, 
blow a massive, I was given first quarter lead, blew a massive lead to the Raptors. James Harden looking as lost as ever. Joel Embiid doing that thing where he turns the ball over in the fourth quarter and the other team goes the other way and has a lay- gets a layup. And the matchup, I think, you know, people would say is the biggest advantage for Philly, which it obviously is. But the Embiid matchup, the Raptors don't have any any size to, to deal with that, which is true. Like, Ken Birch is your best option to, like, throw on Embiid, but that, that's not what they do. They switch one through five, and they have the best personnel maybe outside of Boston to do what Embiid struggled with his whole career is double teams and turning the ball over in that, in that spot. He's been so much better this year in that spot, but this team is so much better than most other teams at c- c- causing turnovers in those situations. I can just see all all series, Scotty Barnes, OG, Siaka, Fred, Precious, getting arms in passing lanes, creating turnovers, getting out and running, and it just being a nightmare. Oh, and, and there's not a single dude on that team that Harden can blow by that he can abuse. So I think it's going to be a tough series for Philly, especially when it looks like they might be able to get Chicago. They weren't able to pull that that off, and now they're staring at a at a grueling series where not only is the matchup kind of tricky, but the Nick Nurse versus Doc Rivers thing. Oh boy, that could might be the biggest mismatch in the whole playoffs. That's a big call, and, and um, I mean it is like Nurse has proven to be so tactically adept in the playoffs. Like he's such a crafty coach in the way he sets up, and Doc's you know pretty cut and dry. We know exactly what to expect of him. This thing with Embiid and the turnovers is very much real. You were saying in our chat earlier about all the limbs that the Raptors can throw at him and how many turnovers that could lead to and how much responsibility it's going to put on James Harden. I'm kind of sitting on the fence of, or leaning off the fence toward (laughs) the fact that Joel Embiid is just too good and they're going to get it done anyway. Beatty, what do you reckon? I um, I got to be honest. You, you said you said it in top Jake. Like you, I I honestly, my interest in Philly has been a lot less this year. Obviously, with no Ben, and then mm. after the Harden trade, like I, I just don't want to watch them. So I, I I haven't watched too much of them, and I got to admit, I haven't watched too much of Toronto. Like I, I think Toronto have been hot lately. They've been they've so actually hot. Been, they've been like I, I feel like I had a perception of them maybe six or eight weeks ago where. I don't have any trust in this team. They, they can beat anyone, but then the next night they can lose to anyone. Very hot and cold. But I think since then they've, they've definitely got their oh, yeah. shit together, whatever it is, and like they've they've strung some wins together and have found some form leading into the playoffs. So I, I think all the points you made, Jake, absolutely make sense. I I, I I still probably leaning Philly just because I, I, of the Embiid factor. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how. A it's back to a cut story like, as old as time. It's so good. I know, I know. I love it. Just five, four know years running. Cold, hey, like, and, and I agree with you, Josh. I think it's actually going to be an important Harden series, right? Because Embiid can Embiid could go for forty a game in this series, and there still might not be enough. And my the concern with Philly, right, is that I just don't think they're deep enough. I think that you, you're really, yeah, you know, you're asking a lot of Harden, and then who, Maxi and and. Danny Green's got to hit his shots and, and George Yang's got to hit their shots and Tobias Harris has got to kind of be good. Like, so <laughs> it's, 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 I, I'm nervous about Philly's depth. I, yeah. I, 
I don't I, I don't know enough about Toronto to really feel strong one way or the other. I think it's going to be an interesting series because I, mm. I, I, I like I would laugh if Toronto were able to, to pull off the upset. I think it's I think it'd be awesome if, if they could they could get through the second it's round. It's plausible. And the, the coaching point is is definitely interesting, right? Nurse won a championship only a few years ago now with Toronto, and and Doc hasn't won one since back in the Celtics days, right? And he's had some stacked teams in that time, and and hasn't been able to get over the line. You can we can go on about Doc and, and his unwillingness to, to, to muck around with rotations. He, he, he sort of sticks with certain squads and, and A units and B units and doesn't like to mix it up too much. Or, or I, I think there's been a little bit more versatility with this Harden stuff and they're staggering a little bit more. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I think the defensive prowess of Toronto is an interesting one, right? And and if, if, they're, if Philly aren't getting the calls and aren't able to get to the line and if Harden's shot is not going then what's the offense for Philly? Yeah, man. And I, Embiid's going to go off, right? Like, he, he's, he could yeah, average... He's, he's going to get his, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 like, that's fine. But we've seen that before, right? What Josh, the Tobias Harris thing, that, that's going to get ugly. Like, that's he... That's pretty serious. There's no one on this Raptors team for him to go at. Like, Thad Young, OG, Siakam... Scotty, even Fred, yeah, he's he's borderline all defense, and so I just where who else is going to be able to get stuff done? And like Maxi's probably the only one because he's the most dynamic still. But um, but yeah, so I'll give you some stats for you. So last fifteen games, the Raptors have the best defense in the league. Boston's right, really? Now, they're t- yeah, they're, they're tied with Boston for the first team be- the best defense in the league over the last fifteen games. And offensively, where are they? They're 12th, I think, the last time I checked. Uh, 19th. And so this is this is the this is the Raptors, right? They have a kind of a clunky offense, but their defense is insane. And that's going to be well, that's going to be the matchup. Uh, to your this clunky offense, one factor that would have really really helped the sixes through this series is having back to our rose gold galaxy brain, Matisse Tybal available the whole series to stop this myriad of six foot six to six foot eight wing big guys that are going to be attacking, mm. attacking Embiid. Now Embiid's going to have a lot of work to do in the paint defensively. And he's going to have to carry the whole offensive load for two whole games at home in Toronto. It, like yeah. that, that's now a really tough matchup without your yeah. best defender, likely an all-NBA defender this year. Yeah, and his best matchups are point guards. Like those, he, he does such a good job on yeah, the Steph Curry's of guarding, the world. Guarding down rather yeah. than guarding up, and, I, I would agree. Yeah. That, yeah, and so like Freddie Van Vliet is going to be yeah, like uh, on the one. one. Yeah, well, so like so Freddie's going to have the first two games and Thibault's going to be all over him. And then he's going to be on, even if they go down 2-0, he's going to be on the flight home to Toronto just being like kicking his feet up, having a having a champagne, maybe mimosa, get hydrated at the same time, thinking, oh, now who's going to be chasing me around? Maxi? Yeah. Yang? Like, what? who? Who's chasing Danny Green, Fred probably. Danny Green in the, in the pick and roll. Like, that's, it's not Harden. They're going to be going at Harden all day long. And so... Um, that's just a massive factor. So, 
Huge matchup. Do, Huge do matchup. you think they they play? Do they play? Does Ken Birch actually start for them? Yeah, he does at times. You, yeah. Typically, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just saying, so. like, is there? Do you think Nurse experiments? And like, I know it's weird to be yeah. we're in the playoffs now, but like, do, do, oh, do sure. you go small and just try and run and beat off the floor? Like, is that a thing yeah. that you can do in the playoffs? Like, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. and but small for them is not like small, right? Like, yeah, it's not. I, I guess what yeah, I mean is you're, you're not picking a lumbering seven foot center correct. who, but like, yeah, yeah. But Birch isn't. He's not. He he's closer to you know a. Like a big wing than he is like a like a big center. Yeah, and, yeah. And so, but yeah, like you you just you go a lineup of Fred, OG, Siakam, Scotty, and Thad Young, like or, or Gary Trent, if you want to be a little bit, or Achua or Boucher, like these guys yeah. that are like Boucher's kind of been their been their main big man yeah. with Precious. Ken Birch only plays like he's played like sixteen minutes a game the last little while, so. He sometimes starts, but um, Boucher and Precious are kind of like their main front court plus dad. It's so funny, dude. Like, all these dudes are just power forwards. It's crazy. It's like Boucher, Thad, Precious, OG, Scotty, Siakam. Just for like, Harassic Park is back, and they've, they've quietly done it. They've quietly done it. I think there's a cool wrinkle as well with obviously what a few years ago now that i think there was mm-hmm. the toronto the, the year toronto won right yep. why game seven bouncing around on the rim and it rolls in yep. and it's like here we go again can Embiid can he get rid of these demons or mm-hmm. or, or no is it maybe a bit oh, more yeah. than that it's not just ben <laughs> <laughs> well he's now he's just he's with a different version of Ben. it feels like a little bit yeah another guy who's not really done in the playoffs before yeah yeah absolutely um okay so well, it sounds like you guys are both gonna pick philly so I, I think yes yes because i just feel like i have to <laughs> he's the best player on the floor well, i feel like this I have is the to. thing right people are putting an argument up for mvp where well, this guy gets what if he goes out in the first round like that's yeah like, like that, that's I, nice. again it doesn't really it doesn't relate to anything whatever it's a regular season award but it's just like it just goes to show the flaws that this Philly team has, right? And like, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a bigger bigger topic to go into, which we won't do it. But like, I I mean, I can totally see the Raptors winning it for sure. I I'm I'm picking Philly purely because they're the four seed, and Embiid is supposed to yeah. be Embiid, and he's this good player, and and they're gonna get through. I d- I don't have any. I think if there's gonna be an upset of the the series that we already know that are locked in, I, I think it's probably going to be this one. Purely going off upset, as in like yeah. four seed versus five seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you there, and I, I suppose I'm almost kind of rooting for it. I think it'd be funny, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I'm just giving Embiid the benefit of the doubt here, I suppose. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm in the exact same boat. Although, do 100% hear all your points loud and clear here, Jake? <sighs> I don't think you're hearing me quite loud enough, but <laughs> I will. Well, yes. okay, let's. Like, no, we don't need to speculate, I suppose. But like, what's yeah. the noise going to be if Toronto do it? Like, what's oh. the noise about Philly going to be? Like, does Doc Rivers even come back next year? Oh, no. Like, what, it's, it's, like how big? Oh. Yeah, Doc's. What about Harden? Gonna... Harden not signing yeah. his option? Yeah, Harden. Oh. Man, exactly. Because oh. it won't be Embiid. It'll be the reason they'll lose. It's going to be Harden goes three for twelve, like seven games in a row. Yeah, yeah. And gets and gets cooked on the other end. 
and you're going to be and, like, and, and lo and behold, Georges Niang's not making shots now in the playoffs. Like, well, why are yeah. we asking this guy to, to have such a big role? You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. 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 And it's going to be like, okay, well, are we giving harder the Supermax? Yeah. I mean, Daryl Morey's got a boner for him, right? He probably yeah. is. But yeah. I, I yeah. mean, yeah. It's, it'll be it'll be funny as, as a recently renewed Philly hater. It's it's <laughs> it's it's a precarious position that they find themselves in, and I, oh I'm enjoying it. Well, oh all right. Moving through some of the rest of the series, I won't go. We won't delve into the um, play-in ones because you know what's to know what's going to happen there and who's going to end up playing who and all that. But of the decided ones, quickly, Bulls, Bucks. I don't think we have to think about it too hard here. The Bucks should get it done and pretty handily. But, you know. How you f- Come on, Joshy. What do you reckon? Bulls. Six let's get, games? Let's get a, if we get a win in Milwaukee and that, you know, that's, that's all they get out of this, but we get a win in Milwaukee, I'm happy. Fuck. That's grim. Um, but, like, what, what, what yeah. do you want these guys to do? Like, they're. I it's don't got, think it's yeah. without Lonzo. I don't think it can happen. Man, it got pretty dark pretty quick in Chicago. Like all of a sudden, they're just getting blown out every single night. Like, well, I feel like it was everyone had this when, and we even recorded it ourselves on the show when all the trades happened in the off season. Everyone kind of was like, "Oh, that's kind of what you know." That's a good team, but like, how far can that team go? And then they got so hot that everyone was like, oh my God, the Bulls are winning. And then they kind of <laughs> fell back down to the main. And now that, like, the realization that everyone was like, oh, that was right. That, that is kind of no, the ceiling that I, this team can no, get. I don't fully buy that, man. I, I, I think. I think your little timeline there is actually accurate. I, I did agree with that. But I, I mean, DeRozan has had his best season of his career. Like DeRozan yeah, yeah, no, 100%. by far it's and been away awesome. been amazing. He's exceeded any expectation that anyone could have had for him. I, I, I think they've just had a terrible luck with injuries, right? They've, they've, yeah. They've yeah. gone significant yeah, that, periods of the season missing key rotational pieces. And that has, fortunately has been their downfall this year. Yeah. And I think like, you know, they're only missing Lonzo now, but... They just got mentally destroyed by all of them because it was one after it was Pat to start, yeah, then it yeah, was yeah. Caruso, then it was Lonzo, and then all of a sudden, and they did a good job to kind of stay afloat at first. Yeah. Um, and yes, they got Pat and Caruso back, but like the mental damage had been done already. And like I think if they would have just only lost Lonzo, they would be better now than what they are if they hadn't gone through all that other shit as well. But that's yeah. just rough, dude. Like to go through all of that, you. Reintegrating, reintegrating, like, um, so I, I think also, that they're somewhere in the middle. I think London, like, and again, we haven't seen him in so long now because yeah. he's been been out for that long. And I'm probably the most pro Lonzo of the three of us. But like, I, like, I just think he would be, he would be so handy to have in a series oh, like yeah, in the oh, playoffs, yeah. right? Like, he would be, he would just be such a very good, excellent player that makes oh. the right decisions every time. On both ends of the court, he's going to be able to guard, you know, whoever you throw on him, whether it's Chris, it's whether it's Drew, like he's going to be, yeah. So it's, we can't really, you know, the idea of like Lonzo, he is. 100%. The idea of like yeah. Lonzo, Dosunma, uh, Paddy, Caruso, all defending at the same time, 
Like that's that's amazing. That 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 might actually be able to make some noise in the playoffs, but you know we're not there. We don't have that. So a win in a win in Milwaukee, right. carry that into next season. I feel like that's great. I think you got to practice that um, Iotis and Moon, maybe sort of <laughs> um, pronunciation, Josh. But yeah, other than I that, I'm should. with you. <laughs> I probably should. Apologies um, to Io. No. It's a it's a tricky one. I mean, but, um, on, on the Milwaukee side, right? Like, yeah. I, I think they're just, everything's the stars are aligning for them. Hey, like I think the cowards, the cow. Well, I mean, you can go off on your coward chat if you want to, but I just <laughs> I think it's a, it's a favorable matchup for them, right? The, if anything, it's kind of a little tune up for them. Like they can they can yeah. just not well, be too well, stressed about it. Quickly, Jake, is it is it smart because they got the Bulls, which is a very winnable matchup. Or was it cowardly? Look, I tell you what. And when I say this, I'm, I'm um, referring, of course, to the final day of the season and kind of just like tanking their game. Yeah, where they they pushed the Celtics in either the two or the four. They gave them no other options. And I tell you what, yeah, I was I was feeling one way uh, on Sunday. I was feeling like it was, it was like a very high chance that the Celtics were going to get the Bulls in round one. And we just demolished them two days before, whatever it was. And then the injury report comes out for the Bucks. Giannis is doubtful. Middleton's doubtful. Portis <laughs> is doubtful. And I started to feel very differently about my state of being for the next two weeks. Because <laughs> that first round matchup with Chicago is a very different beast to a first round matchup with Kevin Durant and the Bucks and the Nets. Is it cowardly? Yes. Did they give up? <laughs> is it <laughs> Is it smart? We I don't know. Maybe to gonna... all of the above. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I think I think because they won the championship, they don't have to worry about like I don't know the basketball gods or the karma or kind of thing like them not being ready for the next round. But if the Celtics get through round one, then they've given up home court advantage, which is which is a thing. Like you want, that's what you want. Um, yeah, so cowardly approach, but yeah, now I'm at a point with the Bucks for the first round where I'm trying to figure out if I can bet on them to win in four or five and still win money. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, it's a pickle. Okay, how about we head west? What about the spicy matchup between Dallas and Utah, which is all the more spicy now that. And this is very, very unfortunate. We are praying there's nothing wrong here. But Luka mm. Doncic exited the last game of the season today with what looked like a non-contact calf injury. He was clutching his calf off just like hopping and then went straight to the back room. And Shams tri- uh, tweeted out shortly after that it was just a calf strain, although this has been not 100% confirmed, I don't think. We don't know what it is um, and yet. Even if it is, it, even if it is a calf strain, that's that's a couple of weeks, you know. Like that that throws this whole playoff matchup in disarray. Yes, yeah. Uh, the odds have moved. I think it was like four to one or three to one before. Now they're pretty much even odds. Which I don't know what that means exactly, but if you're a Dallas fan, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? We've had this incredible turnaround looking like 
I think I had them as my second best team in the West last, this time last week. And and now it's like, oh, well, season's over potentially. And I know the feeling all too well. I felt the same, probably not even nearly as bad actually with the Robert Williams injury because it's fucking mm. Luka Doncic. And without them, he's the highest usage player in the entire league. Without him, um, I did ask the question though. Like, do you think they could win that series without him? Beatty? Ex-resident Utah I, fan, I, I think they're, I think they're within a shot, yeah, for sure. Because I, I, I think that Brunson and Dinwiddie, while neither of them are obviously Luca, but I think that the way that they play between the three of them, like, I, like Luca's usage is actually not as high this year as I, I, I don't know without looking up the numbers, but like, I, it's... I, I just feel like there's a lot more possessions where he's able to defer and go stand in a corner, and like he might end up getting the ball later on in the possession anyway, but it's just not him bringing it down every single time, which I think just, it gives their offense a bit more diversity and, and throws a few different looks at, at the defense, which they probably didn't have previously. I, I still, yeah, I, I still think they, they could. They're definitely within, they're, they're within a shot for sure. I, I don't, I think they probably benefit from the fact that Utah have been a little bit shaky mm. for, for much of this season and, and they don't really look like the team of, of, of previous years. So man. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It'd be an interesting series, man. Dude, I, I, I'm optimistic that Luca's not going to really miss any. Like, what? They, he's got, it's, so, yeah. it's the 11th right now. He's got a week. It depends again he's on, on how serious it is. But there's every yeah. chance he suits up for game one if, if it's not serious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is. But, man, talk about existential crisis. If Utah were to lose to the Mavericks and there was no Luca, like, at least if it was Luca and he just kills you, you know, you're like, oh, Lee. It would be existential crisis regardless, but man, you're yeah. talking about selling the team if you lose. There's a lot of in, inward-looking things oh, going man. on in Utah if, if that were to happen. Yeah, you're almost a Utah fan. You're almost hoping Luca plays because you know you're not winning a title regardless this year, and so the prospect of facing <laughs> the you go you're going, Josh. I was going to like saving yourself the embarrassment. Yeah, well, like if if yeah, because. You're not winning a title and you lose to that team and you got to just may as well move to the mountain. I mean, you're close to the mountains in Utah. Just move there. <laughs> just and don't come back. Well, <laughs> if, you had to, if you had to throw your hat in one side of the court right now, who's going to take the series? I'm just going to go Mavs. I'm just going to... Pray to the gods that Luca's fine. Yeah, I, I still like I still like Dallas. E- even regardless of Luca, I, I, I still probably take Dallas. Which is, I, I think he'll feature in this series. I don't think it's going to be that serious, whether he misses any games or 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 only one or two or whatever. But I, I do think that he he will play at some point, and I think that they will win. Yeah. No, I think I'm with you both, and I I also have a weird feeling that this playoffs is going to be the end for Utah, and there's going to be some sort of visible fracture in the team dynamic that can't be repaired. It'll be interesting, man. It's going to be an interesting off season. If, if they bundle out in, in round one. Yeah. I Between, yeah, something's going to happen there. I, obviously Don and, and Gobert have been central to that team for almost a decade now. And, uh, and Quinn Snyder as well. So I, I think something's got to give at some point and they'll, I don't know. It'll be interesting, but um, yeah. something's got to change. And then finally, the last series in the West, the Warriors versus the Nuggets, which is just awesome. I like. I can't believe that, that this 
you know, this storied Warriors team that you know, swings around threes and revolutionized, blah, 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 is now in a playoff series against this behemoth of a man that is doing the same thing for his position and just revolutionizing what a big can do, the playma- playmaking, three-point shooting, hyper-efficient big. It's just awesome. I, I'm assuming the Warriors will take it in the end just because, you know, as good as Jokic is, he can't take down the Warriors on his own. And we have somewhat of a case to go off here with last year's uh, matchup loss to Phoenix. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, my like my initial gut feeling is that the Warriors wipe the buckets off the court, and just like last playoffs, if Jokic had for just thirty points a game, they still get swept. But this Warriors team is not Phoenix, especially right now. Steph will just be coming true. back. They've had a very uneven second half of the year. They don't like Aiton was the story of the playoffs last year. He was incredible. And he did an... I mean, I guess... It's good, it's good of a job anyone can do on, on Jokic, yeah. Jokic worked hard for those 30 points, right? Yep. Like, he, you know, he almost dropped below 50% shooting. That's how tough it was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think, yeah, I think maybe they can push it to six, though, just because of the, the matchup. Draymond's your best bet, and that's just a... It's tough. That's tough for Draymond. And so I think that Jokic can steal one or two, maybe. I'm pulling for the Nugs, man. I, I really, I, I think it's got, it's this is a generational thing, and if, if Jokic has been around now for a few years in the playoffs, they went to the third round. What the bubble year was it? Yeah, like I, no, 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 I, year before. Yep. Okay, right. Like I, uh, something's got to give at some point. This guy's got to break through, and I'm, I kind of want it to be this year. I, I think it, it's a good story for them. Like I, oh. I considering that they haven't had their second and their third best player all year, right? Like, I made the point earlier when we were talking about Philly, right? You can make the same point here. Like, how can you give MVP to a guy again that's going to go out in the first round? Obviously, the context is different because Denver have been undermanned all year. But um, I I just, I don't know. Something about that Denver team and Jokic, I, I really, I, I just think that he is so special and he, he's, he's going to be able to extract something out of, of that, those teammates, and, and hopefully the the other thing I take a little bit of solace in is we don't know what's going on with Steph, right? Yeah, so that's that's the that's there's definitely a, a sort of a little bit of a concern. At the same time, you know, you know the Warriors have got depth there, and I mean, Paul has been awesome this season. So hmm. I I think it's more I'm picking with the, the heart rather than the head, but I, I I'm kind of rooting for. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, that's, I, I understand rooting for the Packers. I just think that Aaron Gordon and Will Barton and Monty Morris and these guys, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, I do. I do know. And like when Golden State are on, man, they, they can beat yeah. anyone in a series. Like it's, they're, they're still that team. So yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. I, I just, I, it would break my heart if Jokic goes out in the first round, I suppose. <laughs> but, it, but to your point, like, he does provide a matchup problem for the Warriors that they really don't have an answer for. Like, it's not outside of the realms of possibility that he could do something crazy, as you say, like but that generational shift, that statement. That's the thing, though, right? And I, Jake sort of touched on it again with the Philly series. It's just like 
this guy could probably he's going to need to average 40 a game and like one i don't think that's Jokic. i don't think that that's his style of, of play like obviously he can't do it he's had games like that but it's not like night in night out that's that's him. yeah he's very much the kind of guy that wants to get his teammates involved and you know this is why he's such a triple double threat because he's always passing the ball um so i i don't know whether or not if you're going to defer to some of these other guys that Denver have, it's just like, well, that I don't know. I'd probably rather take my chances with you beating, beating them than whoever it is off the bench, sixth, seventh man for Denver because they're they're missing their other two best guys. Like, yeah, I that's I guess that's it's a mindset thing. I don't know whether Nikola Jokic can just shift and be like, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take every shot this game. Yeah, because that's yeah, probably what they need to. him to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to see it at least. I want to see like the fifty six point trip. Like he has like yeah. six assists, but it's like seventeen boards, and he's just. I can see it now. Monster. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. Give it, please. <laughs> I can I can see it for a game, but it's just like that's not enough. You need yeah. to do it for four, right? Like. <laughs> yeah. Four wins. Yeah. And like the other thing as well, right? Defensively, Denver is not. You know, if again, Golden State, they can just be. They're, fucking high octane offense when yeah. they're on right and uh, that's the other one right if clay thompson catches fire or pool catches fire like and this, this is without even step talking about steph if, if he can get on the court at some stage like mm. they they can just blow denver off the off the court that's that's probably the real concern right yeah. and clay thompson yeah. did score 40 points today yeah 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 he's he's been a lot better lately so i think that that's also just gonna be tough um, give me playoff clay well, that's kind so of before, all the matchups yeah. that. Before we go, sorry, Jake. You before go. we move yeah, on to the before we move on to the awards, we got to we got to do Nets, Celtics. It looks like. Because, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Because of all the play-in results, only one matters. It's where does the Nets end up? Doesn't matter yeah. who the Cavs get, the Timberwolves or the Clippers. Maybe the Clippers, but even then, it's like what's going on with this Nets thing and. We're now primed. The Cavs could could win that play-in game, but it looks like Brooklyn is going to play Boston. What do you guys think of that? Tell me what you think about that matchup. No Rob, um, and maybe we can do a little Brooklyn Miami if it does like, go that way as well. But it's a pretty fucked up prize for the first two seeds. Well, I guess this was the nightmare scenario, right? That low seed yes. Brooklyn team coming in, just like sniping out some. This is what KD does. He doesn't care. He, this whole regular season for the Nets. No, he does if care. They, if, if, the, if the Nets go on to say they, they win their play-in, they get the Celtics or the Heat, win that, and just keep winning their way to the finals, then does that not just make a mockery of the entire regular season process? Uh it was a lot of different stuff with the Nets, right? And most of it was injuries, and then the other half of it was Kyrie vaccination related. So um, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but uh, I, I thought I thought the Nets weren't good, guys. Why are you all of a sudden scared well, of the no, Nets? I'm, What's all this I'm, chat about? But, oh, the Nets. I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm asking. Look, they're asking. they're not they're not. We know they're not that good. They they have flaws, like. We know this. They're not deep. They're hyper-reliant on a select few. But those select few are just so unbelievably talented that on any given night, it could happen. 
I, I would, Boston, if, if they Boston got the Celtics, five. yeah, I would still go Boston in five or six if if it did go that way. But yeah, you know, I, like I hear. Jake, I love KD pretty, though. I love KD. Yeah, I want KD to go for fifty a game in that series if, <laughs> if it's if that series happens. Yeah, and that's um, a scary thought. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel that way. Like analytically, but. The defense is too good, man. And and Brooklyn just can't get a stop. And it, it's, it, yeah. it breaks my... Whenever I watch them, it just... Oh, like... It, it's so frustrating because they've... Offensively, they've got so much talent and they just need a little bit more balance in their roster or whatever it is to try and... Hopefully, yeah. they can address that in the off-season. A little bit more balance. Next year and, and, and be a bit more of an actual threat. But right now, like, I just don't think they've got enough on, on the defensive end. Yeah. And it, what, and what if give... Ben Simmons were to come back? I think at this point it's it's a non-factor because I think that might honestly help the Celtics. I think it would. I, yeah, like it's just how can you throw a dude in who hasn't played a game of basketball all season into a playoff scenario? Like it's like, well, it's, it sounds like that's what they're thinking of doing. Mm, yeah, but that's bullshit. Come on, you think that they're gonna throw this dude who the last time we saw him shat himself in a game seven? They're gonna throw him into the Boston Garden? Yeah, his first game back <laughs> in a year. I yeah, would, I would I love for it to happen. It would be awesome oh, yeah. to watch, but I, I just like, don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, this is the guy we made um, Shooter 3 Coward t-shirts in Boston in his first playoff run. Like there, He's got his own playoff ghost with this specific team as well. And I think you have to protect the asset, right? If he comes out and does the same thing as he did last playoffs, one, you're worried about what he looks like going into next year and how you're going to trade him if you need to. Like, You're not going to be able to get anything for him. Um, I just think that, yeah. They're, they're too small, like Kyrie, Dragic, pa- uh, Patty, Seth are four of their most important players, and the Celtics are all huge. And I think that if the series does start to get longer, those dudes are a few. A lot of them are old. Seth Curry's injured, and Kyrie's known to break down a bit as well. It's literally just the KD fear factor where I, fe- I saw the injury report, and my heart was like, okay, strap up. Kevin Garnett, get your AKs, rocket launcher, get ready to roll, you know? Um, but I think it will be the way that the Celtics are playing right now. I think they should still get it done. Um, and I think Miami should feel the same way as well. Like, You think even in, in, even in Miami's case, they, they walk through them? Yeah, I, I may have thought differently. Like in that little stretch where they fell apart for like a week, but then they just completely snapped back and I have yeah. way more respect for them than I did like a month ago. And I think they would just grind the nets into dust by the end. Yeah. Did you I'm, see... probably, I'm probably more optimistic for, for Brooklyn against Miami. But I, okay. at the same time, I don't really feel strongly either way. I think that mm. they're up against it in either scenario. Yeah, for sure. Um, somewhat we'll unrelated, somewhat unrelated, but still uh, kind of on topic with Miami Heat's playoff prospects. Have you seen Victor Oladipo just explode back onto the scene? Explode is a strong word, and I'm not surprised well, Josh he, decided he got to 20, use it. 20 the other day, 40 today. He looked pretty good. He had 40 today. Yeah, he had 40 today. But, okay, it was against... Oh, the Magic won today. Yeah, Jeez, it was, it was, was one of those there. weird no-one-played yeah. games, though. Yeah. Okay. So the Magic won today, and they still secured the. Yeah, that's why because they they couldn't move their position up or down. 
So all yeah. your guys played. Um, and then, wow, you, okay. I, I mean, I didn't watch it, so I can't say what what kind of 40-point game was it. But 40-point game is a 40-point game, right? It seemed pretty uh, efficient. I haven't seen it either, but, you know, yeah. that's a storyline. If, if, if he just <laughs> – that's another something to worry about if he's got a bit of pep about him. Yeah, I, I take it back, Josh. Explode is maybe the right word. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I reckon that's about as much as we can cover on the – on the series. Now, Jake, you were saying off mic earlier that you actually mm. tallied up our over-unders predictions from way back when before the season started. Do you want to quickly, before we get into the awardees, yes. award us with how we yes. went this year? Because I have no idea. First, Firstly, I need you guys to guess who did the best out of the three of us and <laughs> out, out, out of 30, how well do you, do you think you did? As in, like, uh, so there's thirty teams. How many correct? How many... Okay. Yeah. Would you like to go first? Well, I know the. Oh, know yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, like... obviously, I think I went the best, and I reckon I went the. <laughs> I reckon maybe fourteen. Is that, <laughs> is that is that very low for the three of us combined? If I think that's the best. Uh, all right, Josh. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll back Beatty. I'm, obviously, Beatty was the best, and I reckon he got. <laughs> Why 12. are you not backing yourself? What are you yeah, talking about? No, that was it. <laughs> I'm taking the pressure off here, man. I don't, I don't want sure. that on me. Josh is too humble, as it's always. It's all Beatty. Beatty's going to win this. Maybe I feel like we've gone low. I feel like I should have went higher. We should have been. I could have been in the 20s. No, no, we, I think we definitely all did shit. I definitely so got a few that were very wrong, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I got my lock. You got your lock. Okay. Yeah, I got my lock. The, the, Spur- the Spurs were over, and that's all that matters. <laughs> lock of the year was right. We actually all hit the Spurs over. Um, Josh, the over-unders, I feel like inaugural champion. Now wow, that hey. <laughs> yeah. Look at that, the upset. I thought Beatty had it for sure. And after all the shit we've talked about, Josh's yeah. lock of the year, over the years, and he's taken, taken the W. Now, Wait, what, what, did I, what did I tally? So you had 17 out of 30, correct? Ooh, nice. that's a plus 500 score. I was going to say, if you would have put 100 bucks <laughs> in each one, you would have come out on top. So Yeah, definitely. Um, Maybe that's what i got to do next year. Yeah. And then Beatty tied for second place Oh wow! with me. Yeah. Nice. Yep. What did we get? On, on 16. 16. So we're oh, hold that's on. Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So some of the swing ones, like, um, like Philly. That is the, so add, close. Oh, so close. Like Josh had the over for Philly, Beatty and Jake went under. Yeah, we went under. Um, I was like the only one who got the Golden old, the State over. It was one of the Beatty's that he got that no one else did. But um, Oh, yeah, you hit the under on the paces. Yeah. Nailed that one. Yeah. Um, Nailed it. Yeah, I thought so, they were over for sure. Yeah, tight contest. Um, alas. 17, 16 and 16. Wow, well done, fellas. Man, the that Cleveland way. one is. There's a few that are just like yeah. we all were like, got oh, man, yeah, yeah. Utah, we got killed. Milwaukee, we got killed. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So Boston, we all hit. They came back in the end. They did. Yes. Not not gonna yeah. lie, they had us in the first half, but <laughs> they came back. Oh man, dude, fifty-one wins. This team? Are you kidding? Two seed <laughs> after that fucking first half. Uh, 
Anyway, that was fun. I enjoyed telling there that you and seeing how close it was. Yeah. Back to a cut. Positive on the year. Mate, we'll have to yeah. get you a, a trophy or something, Josh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll just get a trophy that gets passed around yes, from winner to winner. Definitely. I love it. Okay, well, talking of winners, how about we get into the backdoor cut NBA end of season awards? Mm-hmm. Should we start from the bottom? No, start from the top. You reckon M- MVP first? Like, did you mean like from an awards perspective? Like, the most yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm talking first? awards. Should we yeah. start like exec yeah. or should we start MVP? No, no, no. Start, start hot and then. We can fly through some of the other stuff. Okay. Fellas, should we go three, two, one, or just like mm. your your pick, who you think is MVP? I can just, I can just pick it. Okay. Matt Beatty. I, uh, yeah, go, go. MVP. Who's your MVP? Jokic for me, yeah. I, yeah, it's, make the it's case. A bit of, it's a bit of a coin flip, but I, I just, I, and again, this is where I think MVP is such a subjective award as much as people yeah. try and make it this other thing, but it, it isn't ultimately. But I, I gravitate towards these teams where it's a guy just trying to drag the rest of these <laughs> squad up with him, and, and Jokic is absolutely the example of that, obviously. No Jamal Murray and, and no Porter Jr. for most of the season. So it's 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 been a tough slog for Denver and, and they haven't really skipped a beat. They've still managed to, to be in the playoff picture the whole time. You know, they probably would have liked to be higher than a sixth seed, but given the circumstances, you'd take it, right? And I think statistically, you don't really need to, to, to scratch too deeply to, to yeah. see all that. I'm not a massive advanced stats guy to begin with, but like <laughs> I feel like all of that favours him. But like I don't know, like obviously, if you, want to, if you want to have the discussion compared to Embiid and people are like, oh, what about points and rebounds? It's like, well, do Jokic is right there with him. Like this is not, there's nothing advanced about that. He's doing that as well. And probably the other thing for me is I, I just think he, if you, I think he just he is most valuable. Like in in the the the, the truest sense of the word. Like if you change Jokic and, and put you know Mason Plumley on that team. Instead, like, what does that team look like? It's 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 a lottery team, and not to detract too much from Philly or, or Embiid, but like, I, I just think that there's there's more going on in that situation. Or if you want to use Giannis and, and the Bucks in that situation, they're going to be better off if you took away their guy and, and replaced yeah. it with a league standard guy, average guy. So for me, it's it's Jokic. Did you have a second and a third place? I would have went Jokic and Bead Giannis. And I don't feel good about that, but I because I like Giannis, Giannis is my guy, but I, I just yeah. think that, you know, in saying that Embiid's had a monster season as well, it's it's hard to sort of I feel like he's just gotta get some recognition somewhere. Not that it's a win, but it's you know, he's he's right there. Yeah, you can't like I mean, you can't go wrong. I don't feel like if you're gonna choose any of these guys for yeah. MVP, yeah. there's there's no there's no wrong answer. It's 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 yeah. it's crazy that this year's been so tight and it's it's gone down yeah. to the wire. And like you said, you can legitimately sort of make a case for all three of these guys. And usually, it's you know people will throw out names and be like, oh, he's in the MVP race. But like, really, probably not. Whereas definitely for these three, like I, I think yeah. all three of them, yeah, absolutely, you can see it. Yeah, and then I mean that yeah, it's like there's two awards. There's like. The three guys that are actually going to win it, and then, yeah. but this guy's yeah, 
DeRozan has yeah. a two two week stretch where he's the hottest guy in the league. DeRozan's yeah. in the conversation. Tatum, Doncic. Yeah. I feel like all these yeah. guys at one point or another have, have you know Jamarant even like Booker. But realistic, yeah, Booker. Realistically though, like it, you know, I, I do think it's probably yeah. one of these three. I'd be surprised if either of you two had someone else yeah. outside of that three. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if we all had a different dude as well. So yeah. of those three, so that's kind of the way that this season's kind of played out, which is it's 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 good. Mm. All right, Josh, you can go next. Well, I actually had the exact same answer as Beatty and in the exact same order for the exact same reasons. So I don't think I need to delve too much into my choices, but Jake, did you switch this up at all? I had Giannis last week and then he was a coward today and ran away from the two seed. So he's not longer the MVP. Um, man, I almost, I almost, not not quite, almost feel bad for Embiid because I think he's going to lose this this race. But I think Jokic has just been better. Like I think he's better. Like you don't forget the advanced stuff. The the first player to ever have two thousand points, a thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. The fact that like very simple club like that was had not yep. been achieved before. Yeah. Like yeah. he's top ten he's top ten in all three of those categories. Like it's ridiculous. And defensively yeah, yeah. he's gotten better. And, and and the records are the same basically. Like what are the yeah. Nuggets had forty eight wins and the the Sixers had fifty one. So And you would you would no... argue that the Nuggets had less. Yeah, oh, the team's worse. Less. Absolutely. The team's worse for sure. I know there are some Sixers fans that would argue that the supporting cast is pretty shitty on the on the Sixers as well, but Tobias it's not Harris, as shitty as the net, yeah. as the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Like Max Bones and Highland Tobias is Harris, the second best yeah. player. Come on, yeah. Like, and then yeah, then I had um, Booker, Tatum, Luca as my next three. But, um, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, Nikola Jokic, I guess NBA MVP for twenty twenty two. Undisputed mm-hmm. backdoor so. cut MVP, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. How about straight into the next one, Rookie of the Year? What do you reckon? Uh, well, do you want to kick this one off, Josh? And then I'll do the next one. Sure. I initially – this one was really tough for me because – and long-time backdoor cut listeners would know – We've been hyping up Evan Mobley all season long, and I really, really, really like Evan Mobley. So you would think I would make Evan Mobley my Rookie of the Year. Although, I've been watching a little bit of Pistons lately, and Cade Cunningham is so legit, I I can't go past him. I feel like he has to be my Rookie of the Year. No, no. Come on. I know, I know. But like Cade Cunningham, man, he's he does everything on a team that he's got very little help, and he does absolutely everything. One day he will be so good. Yeah, look, this one's a tricky one because like if you're gonna factor in winning at all, then Cade doesn't get a bar. But it's not like it was Cade's fault that his team isn't good. Exactly, so... and like the whole point is, you, the worst teams are meant to get the best guys. And, like, I don't think they should be penalized in the rookie of the year race because their team is trash. Like, he was so good. And, like, if, if it was a 
MVP type award, then yes, something like mm. Mobley carrying the Cavs has a lot more weight to me. But I don't know. This one, I kind of give him a pass for winning. I just want to see who's doing the craziest stuff. And Cade seems to be doing the craziest stuff. Okay. So do you have Mobley then after that, that, it sounds like? Yeah. After that, Evan Mobley for sure. He only just got pipped like this week. <laughs> I've been on him all year. And then after that, Scotty Barnes. Wow. Roller coaster. Yeah. Leave it to Josh in the I award know. show to bring to bring the, the takes. Curveball, right? <laughs> I, I was I wasn't I wasn't expecting this. So imagine me right now. How about you, Jake? Okay. You hit me. <laughs> um so I did factor in the winning stuff. I do think because the games matter more, I do think that the numbers and, and stuff do matter more, you know? Like the Raptors and the Cavs playing for these playoff spots. The stats mean more to me. And so I I have Scotty and I've just loved him Ooh. from day one. I've loved him from day one. He, you did. You did. Awesome. You called it from the very yeah. beginning. I like that. Yeah, I actually yeah, I'm, so he's probably my best preseason bet that I made. Scotty Barnes for rookie of the year. Um, the numbers are so similar though with with him and Mobley and you know, 15 points per game. Both of them have 15 points per game. So all that kind of stuff. So like pretty similar. Um, I just love what he's been able to do. He plays so many minutes, does so many things for them. He, they ask him to guard the best player on the opposite team, plays point guard. Um, I think it's incredibly close. I have him and Mowgli like just neck and neck. Um, but the Raptors got up to the fifth seed and Scotty was a huge part of it. He's going to end up playing a, like... A few extra games. It's so close. Not that, that really should matter that much, but um, yeah, I just had Scotty. I think Mobley's right there. Um, I think that the ceiling of these guys, though, I probably still have Kate as at number one, Mobley two, and Scotty three. But I think this draft class, these three guys, whew, um, unreal. Yeah, they're so, they're super advanced. Yeah, I love Scotty though. I think he's probably my favorite of these three guys. Beatty, how, how are you weighing in on this? I, I went Mobley, yeah. Look at that. Oh, me, I love that. <laughs> I, think, I just think, I, I actually just I think Mobley's got the highest ceiling. I, I really think yeah. that he, he could be KG, man. Like this guy's oh, He could be, he's, yeah. He is, I mean, he's, it's, it's awesome for Cleveland. This is literally the whole point of the draft, right? When a, a shitty team <laughs> can draft a good player, they're in a shitty market, they never sign free agents, they draft a <laughs> franchise guy. This is what needs to happen when with the draft. Mm-hmm. There's a whole purpose of it. So, I mean, you can say that for a couple of these teams, right? I totally agree with Cade as well. I, I, I do love Cade and I think he's going to be a, a great player. I just think that Mobley's had the best season of all these guys. I think Scotty's right there as well. He's had a, an awesome season. I, I just had Mobley in front. I, I think he's been by far and away the, the best rookie. Yeah. Yeah, look, dude, this is this is a guy that's you know getting all defense buzz, yeah, as a fucking rookie, right? It's yeah. pretty insane. I, I and, just think like if you re- did the redraft right now, I think Mobley's yeah. consensus one, right? That's that's. I don't, I don't think I, it is though. You you really think there's there's enough buzz for Scotty that I I, I no, just, no I think it'd be Cade. I think Cade would still go. One. I think still you, take the one. Yeah, I think I it mean, depends. I think it depends on the team. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't think it depends that much. You got to take the the best guy on the on the table, right? Like, like which of those shitty teams are like, oh, I can't take Cade because I yeah, have X. Because I've got a point. Yeah, yeah fair exactly. enough. Yeah. yeah, you know. Um, yeah, look, I think if thirty teams, if it, you know, not thirty, all this, whatever, the, the draft happened again, I think, I think it would be pretty split. I think 60-40, 70-30 max, one way or another. Cade Mobley, I do think Scotty goes third mostly though after those two guys. Would be my guess after speaking to zero scouts. Yeah, I think um, if anything, Jalen Green's a guy that's yeah. that's really stock has dropped. Unfortunately for him, yeah. Well, I was about to say though, he's finishing the season unbelievably hot. I think he got forty points two nights oh, in dude, a row. Dude can fill it up. Dude can yeah. score absolutely. But I, I just don't know if he's going to be a, a franchise altering player. That's I guess that's yeah. the point, and that's that's yeah. really where I fall short with him at least. Yeah, he's an elite. He's going to be an elite scorer for a really long time. But yeah. I don't know if it, there's much more than that. So if we if we were to make a consensus uh, pick here, where 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 do you think we'd? I I think judging off our conversation, it'd probably be Mobley. As to what to take to draft a guy first overall. Yeah, I think. Yeah, if we were to be in the war room and we had to like yell at each other for like three months, I'd, I think we'd probably end up on Mobley. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. But, but pretty cool. I, mean, I, got all... a, I got a bias for big point guards who can do everything. I don't know, though, man. So. I got a bias for big wings that can play make and score yeah. like K. You know? <laughs> well, that, that that's what I love about this. There's three super, super talented guys here. All three could win. I would be happy with all three of them. I'd just pick Cade. Yeah. Great draft class, right. like all the way down. Awesome. Josh Giddy, shout yeah. out. Yeah, just didn't get didn't get enough games in in the end. Yeah, he, I'm sure he would have been there had he not played for the Thunder. Well, I guess not not played for the Thunder, but you know the Thunder gave him no, a run. You're right. It's because he plays for the Thunder. That's exactly right. Yeah. And they don't get enough uh, love. How about? NBA Six Man of the Year. Well, I think we're skipping. Beatty, why don't you kick us off this time? I feel like we're skipping a more important one, but that's well, okay. What would you rank higher? Or, or defensive uh, player of the year. Okay, all right. Let's go defensive player of the year. So I was like, you can't skip. I'm next to go first. You can't skip me for this award. <laughs> I wonder who he's going to pick. <laughs> go on, Jake. It is Who's time. The- yeah, it's the defensive player of the year. It is time. Gary Payton you've had, was the last dude to win defensive player of the year. It was not a big man. It's time to bring it back. And what player better to give it to than Marcus Smart? He has been yeah, prob- probably the glue this year. Come on, best best defensive in the best defense in the league, best defensive player of the team. He not only he can switch one through five. He gets over screens better than anyone. He also coaches from the court, from the sideline. He yeah. he does it all. Like he makes he makes the plays that make the highlight reel on the and their defensive plays. Yeah, the defensive plays don't usually make the highlight reel. Marcus Smart, he's making the plays. He's diving on the floor. He's flipping it back into Tatum, getting it back, throwing alley oops. He gets the boys going. And I feel like in a year where the big men haven't really played enough games, Rudy's 
the Jazz, they're not giving it to him. Bam's probably the best defender in the league, I think. But he only played 56 games or 58 yeah. games or whatever it is. Marcus has cracked 70 games. And I feel like this needs to be a career achievement award. You know, he's been one of the best defenders in the league for, like, feels like 10 years now. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's time. Uh, I had Bridges second and I had Giannis third. Listen, dude, he's got the guy captained the defense of the best defensive team in the league for the past however many months. Like, fair play to him. Good pick. <laughs> Good pick. I, ne- I need um, it. I need it. I need yeah. it. Like, <laughs> there's not an award on here that I care more about. Tatum, first all, all NBA, brand executive of the year. Don't give a shit. I need Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year, because it will just stamp his career forever. And- so, to be clear, much more so than Robert Williams for the Celtics this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you've you've seen how the, the defense has still been pretty excellent um, yeah. without Rob. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so much of what Rob's, I think a lot of Rob's growth, you can almost attribute to Marcus. Like he's got Rob, he's communicating with Rob. And the way that Smart's able to switch allows Rob to kind of do what he does back there. And, and yeah, and Rob's able to play this role that's not a quintessential big man, like Al Horford being like your your big man that kind of p- protects the rim in a traditional sense allows Rob to protect the rim in the way that he does. So um, yeah, and then just games played, Rob didn't play as nearly as many as Smart as well. So yeah, yeah. Beatty. What do you what do, what's your picks here? I um I I'm gonna follow you, Jake. I, I think it's smart mm. as well. I let's go. I, I I didn't think that there was a a clear sort of standout guy, and it's 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 probably one of those awards as well where I think you have the, the sort of usual suspects every year. You kind of touched on it as well, Jake. And like I'm still I'm a I'm pro go bear more than anyone else on this podcast i just think <laughs> that you are right in that there's probably a bit of fatigue with utah they're, they're not the team that they were last year at least and i i think that boston i think they've just been so good defensively this year and marcus smart is 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 the reason well not the reason why but he is the focal point of that and i i do think yeah. that, that is and i totally agree with you from a not that this award is a, a career award but i do think that this is something that you know, when you look back at Marcus Smart's career, he needs to have won one of these, and I think this is the year that he's going to do it because it's it's he's been phenomenal on that end for Boston, and and they're just a menace defensively, and and he's he's the biggest menace of them all. Kyrie is going to be sick of this guy, I tell you. Baby, you warm my heart. You really you really warmed my heart, and I appreciate it. <laughs> well, Jake, you're going to love this because I'm come going the same as well. And we're going three from three, unanimous. Marcus Smart, Let's fucking go. defensive player of the year. Yes. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. I want to give an honorable mention to Mikhail Bridges, who mm-hmm. is just terrifying on the wing. But no one captains their defense quite like Marcus Smart, other than, you know, maybe Draymond, who missed however long this year. And the Warriors have been up and down for the second half of the season. Marcus Smart has just trended upward, upward, upward. This unit is terrifying. Like we were just saying, normally the KD and Kyrie would be quite a fearsome opponent in the playoffs, and they are. 
but they're going to have to get through this Boston defense, and that's no joke. Hell yeah, man. I, um, I'm really proud of you guys, and I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> you don't have to be grateful, mate. Very deserved this so. <laughs> But moving on, why don't we go to the sixth man of the year? Yeah. Um, Beatty, why don't you kick us off? I... Um... I probably struggled with this actually because I, I don't think there's been. I think there has been a, a standout, but I also think that it's. Mm. I don't even view him as a six man because he's so important to them. But it's it's Tyler Harrow. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. It's, I think he's he's the he's the guy this year for that, right? Like, but it, this is what I mean. It's I don't, I don't. Yeah, he's so important to them that they're almost like he's one of their their key guys. But it's just so happens that he comes off the bench. I mean, his numbers are, uh, are so important to their offense in particular. I think his creation on offense as well, you know, for a team that can get bogged down a little bit in half court, like he's so important for them doing stuff with the dribble. 20 points a game. What's he? I think he's averaged like 32 minutes a game as well. So like his role is, is huge for them. It's just he comes off the bench. But I, I do think that this is the, the, the one seed in the East that they've kind of cruised this season. And, and we kind of almost joke about them not actually being a serious threat, but push comes to shove, you know, he's, he's been awesome for them and, and they're the one seed in the East and, and he deserves that award. I think, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's I, even for, if you're going to go two, three, I like, I, I really struggled for other guys. Like I, I don't no, know. It's, what, it's what the other hero, are. hero, hero. He's, he's the only option this year. He's been so good. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Manu Ginobili on the Spurs when he was six man of the year. He's just like a, a an bit, actual like, critical the, part of the team. Yeah, just comes off the, the bench. numbers with Hero though are just like next level. Like twenty points a game is like that's. I don't yeah. know if Manu ever managed to to do that in the roles that he's had over the years. Probably the only other one I'd give a shout out to. I don't think he's a genuine chance of winning it, but Kevin Love. I think Kevin Love's season. Oh yeah, yeah. Been, what a story! It's been it's been so awesome to see oh, him unreal. rejuvenate his NBA career and and as a bigger part of that whole Cleveland thing this year. No one had them in the playoffs, but they're in the. They're, they're they're just about in the play-in, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, and Kevin Love, like this is a guy who you know probably a year ago we could be talking about one of the worst contracts in the league. Like, how do we move this guy? What trades can we do for? The, and then now, like he's embraced this role, coming off the bench, he's shooting the ball as, as good as he ever has. He's obviously taken on that Gee. role of, of mentoring all these young dudes in Cleveland, and, and it's 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 been a great year for him. Yeah, man, what is? I'm so I'm stoked for him because it was. Get yeah, pretty was, rough there for a it second. It was looking bad. It was looking real bad. Yeah. 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 yeah it was, it was almost know. like the. Oh yeah. Sorry, Jake. No, no. We'll go. We'll finish with K Love. Well, it was almost like the. If you remember back to the Olympics when Kevin Love was part of that team, and they were all like, "What are you doing here, man? Like, get with it." And it kind of woke him up, so to speak. This season, he's mm-hmm. been alive again for the first time in a long time. Yeah, ironically, the US team could have used this version of Kevin Love. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for him because, yeah, and, and man, what, what was it? Was it today? Yeah, well, it was against the the Bucks B team, but I think he had 32 points on half a minute sh- uh, threes. And like, it's speaking of Cleveland, just sidebar, they sound like they're getting Jared Allen back. K Love can go off. Ooh. It would be great if they just got that win and like shut everybody up. LeBron's just sound out some sneaky, sneaky trade chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think Kevin Love should be careful that he might be in LA. He could be going the other way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But UCLA with Westbrook, 
vibes yep. back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, uh, Hero, like they they are fucked without him. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like they have their offense is completely screwed if they don't have him. And yeah. Yeah. So how is he? How does he not win this? So I think it's pretty clear cut. This one would shock well, me if it didn't go to Tyler Hero. Like I, I, he just blurs the lines between like a starter yeah, and a, more was... than anyone. Like who, I think oh, uh, it was Clarkson last year. Mm-hmm. Like Utah's offense was so good even without Clarkson. Yes. And then, yeah, sometimes they would still get bogged down, whatever. And that's when he'd come in and he would do his thing. But like Hero is like integral to their offense. Like you just yeah. Miami yeah. don't score points if he's not there. So that's well, that that was it's... that was kind of my reference to Manu because Manu was like. He was the offense for Spurs at times. Like it, it ran through him. Maybe not as many points per game, but like usage-wise, playmaking-wise. Yeah, he he's he's tied for third for minutes, right? So it's like, yes, he's the yeah. sixth man. But yeah. Like, there you go. Yeah. Come on. Well, uh, another one. I was gonna say one person, just like as a shout out as well, Cam Johnson. I thought just oh yeah, been, awesome. been unreal for the yeah. Suns all year long. Um, but moving to one that is way trickier to call this year, probably the trickiest one to call, in my opinion. Who Ooh. is the most improved player? Mm. Mm. I've, 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 would you like me to go? Yeah, go, go a short list. I feel like you've only got 40 guys on your list. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, there's a few <laughs> options here. Like, so obviously there was MVP calls for Ja Morant, but like there's Mm -hmm. Ja Morant who's improved massively. Darius Garland has improved through the roof. Uh, Bridges is like a 20 point plus per game scorer. Now Desmond Bain has been pretty cool to Memphis. Uh, Miles Bridges at Charlotte. Uh, Maxi has established himself on the sixes. Like a lot of options to go here, but I'm I'm probably going to be a little bit biased with my pick. I'm going with my man Dejounte Murray. Yeah, in my opinion, has just leveled up. He's like one step away from being one of those like top tier guys in the NBA. I think, and I hope he can get there. But the jump he's taken this year is unreal. I think he's averaging like twenty something points, nine and a half assists and rebounds, or whatever. He's right around those marks. And he just oh, contributes yeah. in every shape, way, or form. I think he's one of the league leaders in steals, if not the leader. Yeah. He, it's just, he is um, the league leader in steals. There you go. So I'm all in. DeJounte Murray, he's my most improved player. It's a fucking great pick, man. He's awesome. Like, I've got nothing to say. And my list was very similar to yours. Yours was much shorter than I thought, Josh. Um, oh, okay. Someone, yeah, someone that you missed, I thought, though. Who I have second, Jordan Poole. Oh yeah, like, I love Jordan yeah. Poole. Great pick. Yeah, yeah. Who was like in the G League last year, and now he's a starter on a contender. So yeah, massive jump. But uh, yeah, Garland. The only other one I had just because I had Grant Williams, just because he went from no hundred percent. Yeah, dude, he was borderline China bound, and now he's like a really important piece on a contender as well. Uh, but I have Jar just because the the jump from kind of where Dejounte is now, yeah, true, to like borderline top ten, top fifteen guy is so hard to make. And he was fifty first in scoring last year, and now what is he there? He's top ten. 
So, like, that jump is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. The MVP stuff with him is kind of tricky just because the Grizzlies were incredible without him. So I don't even know. What's go- I don't understand any of that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I had Ja. I, um, Good pick. Good I, pick. Actually, I had Jordan Poole. You. I, yeah. I, I just nice. that I mean you made the point, Jake, but did the fact that he was not even, you know, he was kinda on the fringe of that team a year ago and this year he is so important to to everything they do. Obviously they've missed Steph for periods, they've missed Clay for periods, they've missed Dre for periods. He's been constant pretty much the entire year. His offense is is something that has been such a pleasant surprise because when you consider that those guys have been out for, for various periods of time, like they haven't really lost that much offensively. And obviously like Wiggins is also carries a fair bit of load there too. But I, I just think that he, I, I just, I, I find that so impressive that this guy a year ago, you know, wasn't even on the radar, not even talking about him. And now he's, you know, what, one of the key pieces on a, on a three seed on, on the Warriors, no less. I guess yeah. that's the literal definition of most improved. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I like. I don't. Jar totally makes sense to me too. I probably struggled to give it to Jar purely because I, I like the award for, for more so guys that are on the fringe a bit more. Not so much mm-hmm. like I mean, Jar to me is like a superstar now, and like yeah. I, I, I totally agree with all the points you made, Jake. But it's just I probably like it to give those guys a little bit more recognition. That's probably where I lean more often than not. So that's. Yeah, probably why I lean more towards Paul and and Garland. Yeah, the other one probably for me who, you know, mm. Cleveland again. We sort of touched on it with Kevin Love and, and six men, but like it's he's just come out of nowhere this year, and and you know I think he's really sort of stamped. He's, he's he made his mark on that season for Cleveland, and and he's yes. a legitimate option point guard for them going forward. It's you, you think that he's going to be there for a while now. Oh yeah, I think when you have that conversation about. Trey and Jar and Shea. I think Garland's, you know, got the potential to be He's right, right there. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a real point card. Like, sets the yes. pace, moves the offense around, like, play makes for his yeah. teammates. It's, it's the well real balanced. deal. Yeah, he can do a little bit of everything exactly without being yeah. too leaning into one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. Another, another award of very balanced perspectives. Uh, <laughs> this next one... May very well be the same. What about NBA Coach of the Year? Who wants to kick us uh, off? Jake, yeah, you kick this one I'll off. I'll go. Um, I, I just you got to give it to Monty. The Suns have just dominated everybody. He didn't win it last year. We gave it to the frauds, uh, of maybe yeah, pantheon of frauds in the New York Knicks last year. Uh, yeah, Monty sixty-five. How many wins did they end up with in the end? Yeah, 64 wins, eight clear of the next closest team. Like, just absolute domination of the injuries up and down the roster. Like, you know, a team with that culture where guys go down, you know, they're like, oh, yes, we get the Suns without X, Y, Z, and then the Suns keep it close, or they win those games. That's the mark of a good, of a really well-coached team that has really good culture. And the coach is front and center for establishing that culture. You got to, I guess it's Monty for me, and then I had a Doka for similar reasons, um, like the turnaround to fix what was going on in there uh, is huge and reestablish the culture in Boston, massive for for me. And then Spo at three, Taylor Jenkins, 
kid, Tyler. There was a lot of good options once I started going through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are the those are my guys. Beatty. I yeah, Monty as well. I for, I'm probably heavily biased towards record with coach. Hmm. Um, th- there'll be years where I think they'll you'll have a team that sort of maybe overperforms to the expectations, and then sometimes I'll I'll lean that way. But more often than not, you know, record for me, and 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 that's that's Monty. I, I you touched on it last year. You know, I thought it should have been Snyder last year on the Jazz, and obviously. Um, it was Tibbs, right? And yeah. like the Knicks have just fallen apart this year, and, and not it shouldn't have any reflection on their season last year. Whatever, it's different years, but I that's why I think the record speaks for itself. And, and for a award like this, you know, I, I'm I'm more than happy to give it to Monty Williams. I think he's been he's been the, the best coach. Yeah, I went Monty Williams second on my ballot um, for much the same reasons as you guys, like. Amazing job, obviously, can't fault him. Um, but my coach of the year that I've picked, <clears throat> I feel like considering the top of the conference after everything that's happened this season, I'm going with Spo and the Heat because, like, I still don't know if their full-strength side has really played a handful of matches together yet. It's just been hodgepodge the whole year long and they've charged to the top of the conference somehow playing great defense, you know, really stuck in offense, really gritty. I can't fault him. Like, I'm going Spo. Yeah. Yeah. I, Struis, Vincent, Yurtsevin. Yeah. Like, again, the, the culture. He's one of those coaches that obviously can just extract the most out of some of these guys who you wouldn't expect. To, to perform at the level that he gets them to perform at. So from that perspective, and I mean, what, he's probably outside of Pop now the longest tenured coach in the league yeah. still, I think. It'd be, it'd be up there for sure, yeah. 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 I think he would so, be second. I think at least, at least at the one team, right? So, like, yeah. I can't think of anyone's one yeah, yeah, no. head. But, yeah. True. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, the other For me, the other one, of, of the sort of, like, mid-range teams, standing-wise, I think J.D. Mm. Bickerstaff, I thought the Cavs, yeah. like, again, that one's... Again, like that's the biggest surprise for me. Unreal. Cleveland, anywhere in the playoff picture, and they're in the play-in, and they've had an awesome season. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Go, go, JB, bigger stuff. Good on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> How good. Um, do we want to cover execs? Any, any strong thoughts on executive of the year, or even we'll call it front office of the year to simplify? Yeah, I had two front runners. I thought it was. Kobe Altman, which like from a Cleveland point oh, of view, yeah. that's where I kind of assigned the the credit because you draft Mobley, you bring in Markinen. It's and this award, this award sometimes feels like a two year award because like you kind of giving like something's kind of playing out from year before. Um, Rubio coming in, I think they just kind of got screwed by injuries, but I, I all of the moves that Cleveland made paid off fantastically like finding Lamar Stevenson yeah. that dude like that G League guy he's turned into just like an NBA rotation wing that's huge um, and then second I had Brad just because like the three moves he like main moves he made were home runs Horford trade yeah. Tice trade and the Derek White trade the Schroeder thing didn't work out but it led to the Tice trade and I think it was a smart move still even though and it helped them learn what they needed for this team, it's like, oh, ball-stopping guard that doesn't play defense? No, it doesn't matter how many points he scores. That's not what we need. Um, so, 
yeah. I think it, it was, was worth the guys. risk, though. To your point, at the time. Yeah, no. Well, at the at the it price. Wasn't a risk. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So, I think I I leaning Brad for that one, and then Kobe second. But yeah. I also think Brad home run, home run, home run. Um, can't really fault him at all. Although my pick for exec of the year, I'm going a bit selfish this time and I'm going the Bulls front office and Arturus because we've sucked forever and now we don't. We're in the playoffs and we're talking about trying to take a game off Milwaukee and if it weren't for injuries, we might be able to do more. And we went on these awesome hot streaks and he drafted amazingly. Um, You know, props to him. Well done. One year turnaround. Yeah, I think... uh... I think that's a very good just from io alone give it to yeah me. like what a pick yeah what a pick Beto, close us out i i went with altman on on cleveland yeah. i kind of was building towards it just with the other awards but like yeah i, I do think that that it's it, he is the that's the all-encompassing thing right if if, if yeah. the front office can be pulling the strings and and then it sets everything in motion for, for success on the court. And I, I mm. do think that they have succeeded well above expectations this year. And you sort of touched on it, some of the, their trades, you know, Rubio, I think Laurie Markkinen's been awesome for them this year. That's probably the other. Jared Allen, like if you want to go back a little bit, like I just think that they, they're all, they've all been massive pieces in, in their sort of, I don't know, run this year, whatever you want to call it. Like they've just been way better than I think I thought that that's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, he he's essentially the anti Sacramento Kings. Oh man, we got to get ready for our um our, our the draft as the <laughs> Kings GM guys. Are we gonna pick? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the other one. I don't know I, how we clean think, up that dumpster I think, fire. I think Memphis as well, right? Like Memphis is what yeah. two seed this year. I, I don't even. Yeah, know. yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I I just think that they they what the the big move in the summer was the Adams. Yeah, going that way, like, and that, that's kind of panned out for them, like. Yes, that's I, another I accumulative that one, though. It's been a f- building yeah. for a few years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Well, it's a, are there any other awards that I'm missing? Is there anything that we we haven't covered? No, look, the all NBA stuff. It's. I mean, I think we can leave it. Um, if yeah, I'm not I'm not too fast. Um, we can return to this when 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 we simmer on it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. As no, long as Tatum's on first or second team, we might be we might be swayed by the first round already by then though. Yeah, yeah. we could do a <laughs> yeah, playoff. Yeah. We could, we could yeah we could do a playoffs all NBA. I guess the better question is, guys, um, make your picks East West. Just to come out. Get, Come on, and then who's going to win? It's time, playoff time, baby. Let's go. I'm st- I'm sticking with my pick. Milwaukee's going to make it out. I think I'm out over unders episode. That's that's where I I said uh, they'd make the finals, and I think mm. they're going to verse Phoenix again. I um, right. yeah I'm, I I don't want to agree with you, Josh, but I I, I am agreeing with you. I, I do think <laughs> that's that's how it's going to. I only say that because I. I don't know. There's other teams there that in a finals matchup would be awesome to see, but I, I oh yeah, for to, sure. They might have to wait another year because I, I do think that Phoenix in the West, you know, as much as I want to try and push the case to some of these other teams, I, I do think that they have been the best team all year. 
and then on on the east, you know, I think Milwaukee, Giannis, it's, it's hard to go past that guy, and and they've got talent around him, and and they did it last year, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. They're going to work it out and, and get it done again this year. Yeah. Phoenix from the west. I mean, yeah. there's no, so there's not even a second option. Yep. So, Phoenix, and man. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I think, I think the basketball, I think the basketball gods are going to repay us. <laughs> we we chased we chased the two seed. We're going to take down Brooklyn. Milwaukee's going to regret not having home court in round two. The early news on the Time Lord stuff is like getting to a point where it feels like he might be back in round one. And so that plus the level that Tatum and Jalen are playing at right now, I just think that they can kind of go toe to toe with anyone. They got the I defense. think that's fair. Offense is like, yeah, yeah. They're just so balanced. They've got, the defense is so good and the offense is better than I ever could have imagined like they just they just rack up 30 assist games every every night now like it just it doesn't matter at all and so um yeah kind of yeah it's tough eh? like, guys it's tough man like i try and think of i don't know weaknesses with boston and it's, it's it's tough it really is tough to to i don't know like i i could easily be swayed for that as well like i, I it's I think when they're they're humming along as good as they have been, like I think they're they're right up there. So I I like, I, I, I can't even make fun of you for that because I, I think that they're <laughs> yeah, no. I think that they're right there. Like they their offense was in like the low tw- like twenty three to twenty six range for the first two months, and it's gone all the way up to the ninth. Yeah, like it's been unreal, and so yeah, just the balance across the the board. Grant, Pritchard, Hawkman, Josh, Horford, man, has been so good. Yeah, so I was good. watching him today. He's like, they blew this game out so yeah. quickly. <laughs> it was over. Like yeah. Tatum and Horford yeah. were just unstoppable. So, so like they played the Bucks last week, right? And, and Horford and, and Tatum didn't even play. And they went toe-to-toe, almost won. I just think matchup-wise, they always play the Bucks well, and if they can get through that second-round series, man, ironically, Miami's the problem. Yeah, we we just once they get there, all of those all the feelings and vibes are going to be good to go. So, man, and I and man, I bet these boys are fifty to one before the season. So, look, if we um if we get it done, I'm taking backdoor cup boys to vegas for some league yes <laughs> yeah we'll celebrate <laughs> yeah but on behalf of exactly. tatum and the boys hell yeah well fellas let's do it that has been a monster app we've covered so much but that is kind of all i got to talk about are there any closing thoughts yeah. or are we gonna talk again in the midst of the playoffs yeah, look, you guys are going to be catching me all over the shop in the next few weeks. Singapore, Boston, New York, Miami, aye, uh, aye, San aye. Francisco. So, yeah, yeah. So um, I'll be ready to go. I'll bring the mic with me. Um, made for action. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about your escapades, mate. Um, but you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut for our monster end of season awardees special. 
my name is Josh DiMatteo, here as always with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. And until next time, peace.